Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mike Armstrong Podcast Show. And today I'm joined by Andy Gray from Greece, uh, Green Sky Fitness. And we're going to have a chat about uh, business and lockdown and all those sort of things. Uh, how are you doing today, Andy? You okay? I'm really good. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on the show. No problem. Thanks for coming on. So, uh, yeah, the, the first question I always like to start with people, as it's the, uh, the entrepreneurial topical moment, a topic of the moment, is lockdown. So I'd like to know a little bit about uh, how lockdown has been for you and if you've done any particular pivoting in your business during that time. Uh, lockdown in general, I've, uh, although I've been furloughed by my company, it's, it's been fantastic. I'll, I've got three little girls who are under six years old and I'll never get that time back with them again. My wife's on maternity leave as well. So it's been, in general, it's been fantastic. Yes, it's been hard not seeing close relatives, but in general, the time that I've had with my, my wife and daughters has just been absolutely fantastic. From a business point of view, um, it's been, it, it's definitely been a time for reflection. So I've been able to do some stuff that's been online. Um, I was still working part-time as well for a college, a local college, which has been nice. That's kind of took a little bit of my time and not left me with so much free time to, to maybe overthink things when it comes to my own business. So from a reflection point of view, I think it's made me realize that I don't need to do as much face-to-face. I can do things in the house. I can continue to do online sessions with people. Um, and, and a lot of people still want to do that because of the fear of, of COVID and the corona and babies going into a gym setting again is not, not for everyone, which has been, which has been great to know that I, I've still got that flexibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think it's, um, I've, I've been working from home for the last eight years myself. Right. So it changed that much to me, but I think everyone else is starting to see the benefits that I've been seeing for eight years. Yeah, of that of work-life balance, you know? Yes, definitely. I mean, I've always had a, a really, really fortunate. I've had a really good work-life balance. I've only tend to have worked for the last sort of three, four years, Monday to Thursday. And then I kind of choose when I want to do Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays. And it's actually made me think about the work-life balance is, is so important and I've always believed that, but it's almost made me think I can probably do less on the Monday to Thursday and maybe spread it out a little bit more and, and do little bits here and there on Fridays and Saturdays a bit more. So it's, it's kind of worked both ways with me. I'm, it, it has been a really nice time for reflection. Yeah, well, I think the key is, is to do whatever works for you. So I probably work more hours than anyone else, but I got, I, I got what I consider to be the best work-life balance because it's, it's what I do when I want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose I'm really fortunate that the job I do, I enjoy doing. So it's yeah. not like I'm massively going to work. It's just I get up. And I'll, I'll go to the gym and I'll do sessions with people or I'll go and teach at a school or whatever it is I'm doing on that particular day or that time. And I, I, never, I never wake up in the morning and go, oh, no, I've got to go to work. It's no. very much a case of I get up and think, okay, I'm going to do something I really enjoy doing. And that's why I pursued it as my own business. Yeah. And that's the reason why I do so many hours myself is because it's not yeah. work. It's stuff I enjoy doing anyway. I enjoy doing podcasts. I enjoy chatting to people yeah. and learning about them. I enjoy networking. You know, I yeah. enjoy all the things that I've been doing. You know, uh, I've gone from doing two real world networking events a week to doing eight a week. So, because uh, wow. it's less time now, now it's all online. Yes, of course. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about your business then, what you do, um, what course, what your courses are like online and yep, uh, your background that led you to where you are now. Yeah. So um, I suppose talking from a background point of view first, I started sport karate kickboxing when I was six years old. Um, I just wanted to be Daniel LaRusso. I wanted to be the karate kid. Um, 
and I was very fortunate I went into sport karate, kickboxing. And then probably in my sort of teenage years, I started competing quite regularly around the northeast of England, where I'm from. I was doing really well and then started thinking I need to progress from here. And I, I did. So I went down to the British Championships down in Nottingham uh, when I was 17, fighting adults, got got beat off the, the current British champion and then came away for a year and really trained hard. And I went back the, the following year and I won the British title for my weight category. Um, got selected for the European champions to represent Great Britain in Italy that year as well. But again, it was a it was an education. So I came back, retained the British title the following year, but qualified for a world championships through a different world governing body with my best friends. And that was, the, that was it from there. I was kind of, I loved the competition side of it. So I, I was fortunate I went on to win a couple of world kickboxing titles um, along with other national and British ones. But that was very much the, that was the catalyst behind starting up a company. When I was younger, when you were at school, if you didn't do football or rugby as a, as a, as a, a male at school, you were deemed not very good at sport, which obviously I didn't buy anything because I was doing really well with the sport quality kickboxing side of things. So I, as I progressed, you know, I've worked in the public sector and voluntary sector and I was just, it, it was starting to annoy me that football was just being done to death in the UK and it wasn't always being done very good by people. So I had a, just a moment where I, I spoke to my business partner and said, do you, do you fancy breaking off from the company we're at now and, and sitting up our own and trying to introduce new sports and different ways of exercising to the general public? And he, he went with me on that one, which was, thank goodness, because he's, he's the the one who does all the things that I don't like to do and, and I do the things that he doesn't like to do, which is, which is a good mix. And that was it. So seven years ago, we set up a community interest company and it was very much about getting communities involved in sport and exercise. And from there, we just evolved. We've delivered qualifications. We've delivered in schools. We deliver different sports. So we kind of obviously, although I do the kickboxing side of things as fun sessions rather than anything as a club. Uh, we deliver dodgeball, we deliver ultimate frisbee, we've got our own gym now as a, as a byproduct of the things that we've done to get to where we're at now. And we deliver lots of exercise classes and sessions, personal uh, personal training. And then we also work with, with groups within the community. So we work with um, mental health charities, we work with disability charities and we have them groups at the gym and, and we're just doing all this extra, extracurricular activities with those groups, which is fantastic. It sounds like you're really make, making a difference, which is what I believe life's about. You know, it's not it's not about doing uh, the same thing over and over again for the rest of your life, getting your watch no. and uh, retiring. But yeah, definitely. About making a difference, leaving a legacy, and doing what you you're passionate about or what you love. So, well done for that. Thank you. On the back, uh, you know, not <laughs> any, but, you know, um, you're a fellow what I would call dream chaser. Yeah, I mean, yeah maybe it's a little bit. I'm, I'm probably fortunate. My wife's got a a career as as a nurse and it kind of allows me that little bit more freedom to, to, to chase dreams if that's what we wanted to say yeah. yeah well I think it's good to chase dreams but also help other people to chase their dreams as well so no, I'm sure you're people in the community with that positive vibe and and that I hope so yeah because you I know it takes so. people to, to showcase that these things can be done and you don't have to just get a nine-to-five job and you know, fit in with everyone else. You can do whatever you want to do if you really want it. Like, you know? it oh, hundred percent. I've got a, I've got a, a really good friend who's a professional footballer. She's just retired, and she's based over in the Czech Republic at the moment. And she said to me the other day, she and I never ever looked at my my work experience, my life experience as 
having lots of little jobs and having little, she, to, to, you know, to quote what you said, side hustles. Mm-hmm. I never looked at it like that because I'm just doing lots of things within one umbrella from my business and, and I enjoy doing them. And it's like you say, I'm, I'm doing things because I enjoy them. I'm chasing the dream a little bit, but I'm already kind of living the dream that I work for myself and I've got that work-life balance. But I never looked at it as a side hustles because a lot of people I know have one or two, three little jobs going on within their own business. And she was like, oh, yeah, it's good to have all these little side hustles. And it was just another way to think about the whole the whole process and the, and the way to look at it. Yeah, well, to me, success is doing what you want to do on a day-to-day basis, the way you want to do it. That is, that's, that's the journey of success. On the way to success, whatever that looks like, if you can yeah. enjoy the journey, then you're in success already. I, I totally agree. I think a lot of people get caught up with money being measuring money and how much you bring in as a success but actually I'd rather have a work-life balance and see my children you know be able to take them to school be able to pick them up from school still have weekends with them and for me that's a success yeah well it's like um <coughs> after leaving the corporate world and, and working 70 80 hours a week for someone else what I what I valued and what a lot of people don't realize with, with that monetary thing is that you know how much would people pay to not have to get up at seven o'clock in the morning every day how much yeah, would course. people pay to not have to go into rush hour traffic every day? How much would people oh, yeah. be able to have something to eat when they want to and they're hungry, not when they're told to by a exactly. schedule? Yeah? Yeah. All these things, you add them all up per day, how much you pay, and, yeah. and there's a lot of money that you, I, add that, I add that value and that money to my earnings. And that's yes, what I'm really doing. Yeah, yeah, of course, I get that. Yeah, so uh, yeah, It's yeah. a really good way to look at it. I totally agree. I get a lot of sort of young entrepreneurs listening and stuff. I do a lot of sales, marketing, personal development, motivation. So that's always a good message I like to give people is that, you know, you've got, yeah. to, you've got to understand value and not just price. Oh, 100%. And I think a lot of people, it's, you know, the, the era we live in now, you can get everything the next day. You know, you, you can click on Amazon, you can click on eBay, you can get next day delivery. Unfortunately, business doesn't work like that. It's You've got to start from somewhere to get to where you want to be and, it is sometimes a slow process and people only ever see the highs of it. They don't necessarily see the lows. Um, and I'm not wanting to sit here and pretend that I haven't had lows in my business. You know, there's been some, some years where it's been a make or break situation. Be fortunate where we've, we've powered through that and we've, we've come out the other end and, and it's plateaued out and whatnot. And it's been nice, but you know, it's, it's definitely, I can see why so many businesses fail so early on. Yeah, well, 90% in the easy. first five years because they're just yes, not strong enough. The people aren't strong enough to get through those times. They give in. Yeah. 100%. And, you know, sometimes it's viable excuses and it's, I understand why some people do just cave and, oh, yeah. and it's, I don't take anything away from them because I, I'd rather have a go at something and regret something I tried and not, not have a go at all. So I still take my hat off to all those people who do give it a try and maybe it doesn't work out for what reason. Yeah, I say I'm, I'm the same, you know, at least they give it a go. Like, you know, uh, to me, the 90% who failed a business succeeded in life to at least try chasing their dreams. Even if Definitely. They Definitely, I totally agree. And I mean, the amount of ideas I've had within my business that I've tried and just haven't worked, but I've never looked at them as a failure. I've just thought, that just doesn't work. I won't try that one again. It's a lesson, isn't it? Yeah, oh, 100%, 100%. I always say every failure is a lesson until you do it the second time and then it's a failure because you didn't learn the lesson. But, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So, you know, failing at anything once is good. Fail quick, fail hard, you know. Yeah, oh, 100%, 100%, I totally agree. 
Yeah, it's like, was it Alexander Graham Bell? He failed 10,000 times. He didn't. Yeah. He got 10,000 lessons on, on how not to do it before he did it. Yeah, definitely. It's right, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm on a mission myself to become a global speaker, which is why I started my podcast and why wow. I film it on YouTube and stuff. So, you know, I let people know that as well because it's like positive reinforcement, positive oh. pressure. If you tell me, well, then you commit to it internally and subconsciously and, and all the Definitely. rest of that. If you, if you just sit there with it in your head and don't tell anyone, it's just a, it's just yeah. a fantasy or a wish. Oh, certainly. I was. I looked. I did do a little bit of public speaking at a couple of the colleges and the universities here in the northeast. And I <coughs> never. It's not something I really want to pursue as a as a career. I don't want to go out there and do that. I I, I like doing little bits here and there, and I'm I'm always open to doing that. But I went to watch. I went to a networking event which was for public speaking, and it was fantastic to watch and see how different people present themselves and what techniques they use and and just how they build up the whole talk that they're doing as well so it's been really good yeah i, I myself i'm trying not to learn any techniques i'm just trying to be authentic and me yeah. uh, definitely definitely yes, I totally i've been in sales all my life anyway so i've talked you know most of my life yeah. and you know yeah i listen to quotes and things like that. i was always going to drop a quote in or i try and yeah. play around with how i say things sometimes now but i just try and be me whether that works yeah. or not who knows but you know there's yeah. To me these days, I think it's about just being genuine and there are some people who still try and be, you know, evangelical or, you know, business sounding or whatever. Yeah. And I just, I think, I think those days are, are coming to a number and I think actually people, like I always like the TV presenters who don't sound like they're from, you know, Middle England or whatever, but they sound like they're from Newcastle or from Ireland or from Wales or whatever, like, you know, regional dialect, why not? Because... Okay. No, it's just real people saying things the way Although, they... Mike, I must admit, I'm having to tone mine down because as a Geordie, no, <laughs> I you thought you might not be able to understand, understand me. It's got to get very hard to understand for, <laughs> people who, um, for people who don't speak the same way that you do. Oh, uh, honestly, I really have to tone it down when I'm talking, especially from outside the area. Yeah. I really have to tone it down, but I'm just saying that work. Mars could be a bit like that. And I've learned to sort yeah. of slow down a bit, but I'm, I'm under miles an hour and everything I do, so it's hard sometimes to slow it down. Yeah. 100%, 100%. Yeah, definitely. So uh, so you do a bit of networking then, do you? Because uh, I do loads of networking. I, uh, you know, I'm big into Yeah, I, I, did, I did. I did a networking meeting every every week for two years to help build my business. It was, you know, I think a lot of people, when you, you talk about business, they, they don't necessarily want to spend money, and, but they look at it as a cost rather than an investment. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the return on investment was far outweighed the cost that it it cost to join and to be there as a weekly member. So yes, I'm, I'm all for networking. I think it should be done people by people for me personally, you know, so it's not always about what, what brands on the top or what the logo is. It's about the person that you're selling to. So obviously if you can build up a good, a good reputable name for yourself, then yes, your logo and your, your company name carries some weight behind it. But actually until you get into a room with somebody and you talk to them face to face, I think that's when the, the, you push a sale or a, or a deal over the line. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, to me, it's always about, I like to do a business with other people in a network because one, yeah. they're going to do good service with you because, uh, you know, you're in a network. So the word yeah, gets around otherwise. So and I, like, I like that positive pressure myself to make sure I'm always delivering, you know, because yeah. I can't not deliver. I'm in a network, you know what I mean? If yeah, I don't do course. good stuff for him, he's going to tell him and then I'm not going to be able to do any business anymore. 
hundred percent, and I think it works both ways as well. For you know, if yeah. you're putting in a good, if you're demonstrating that you're good at your job and they demonstrate that they're good, you feel more comfortable referring them. And let's be honest, we've all worked with people where we just don't feel comfortable referring somebody, especially within a network and referral organisation. But then you do find those ones who you just really like, you're really confident of, and you know that if you sell their business, they're going to sell your business. And really, you do have what, however many people in your network and then sell your business for you the same way as you sell theirs for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like um, when you're new in business as well. It's like having um, sort of self-employed or part-time sales guys, like you know. So of course, of course, and mentors so, as well, just to lean on them and get. I, I've had a mentor for for the, certainly the first five years of my business, and that was just invaluable. Invaluable. We could have a conversation over a coffee or over some food. And it might just be about life in general. I could guarantee within half an hour of leaving him, I would have a text saying, okay, we've talked about this. You need to think about this, this, and this. And the next time we meet, I want an, I want an action plan or I want to know what you've done to implement, blah, blah, blah. And so I, that would certainly be my advice to, to young entrepreneurs or, or people who are starting off their own business, find a mentor. Yeah, it's funny because I'm actually, uh, I'm a mentor myself. So, uh, right. so that's why I do my podcast because I'm mentoring for free for the people who can't afford to pay for a mentor. Um, okay, that's fantastic. Those that can pay, then they can go and touch me and have one-on-one service. But I happily just put information out there because people don't know what they don't know. And that's what a mentor oh, yeah. tell you is all those things you don't know. Definitely. And Definitely. then they'll chase you up on accountability then as well. So make sure you do implement the changes. And once you've learned the things you don't know, implement the changes to actually get to know them, right? You know? Yeah, definitely. 100%. So uh, tell us a little bit about your online courses then. What do you offer? How much are they? How do people get into that sort of thing? Not so much to online courses. We were doing qualifications, but over the lockdown, we've decided that that's something that we're not going to progress with anymore. We've just, we've come to a natural end with that and we're just going to, we're going to leave that one as it was. Uh, so now it's just, we've just been online PT and online fitness sessions that I've been doing. It's literally you can just get in touch with me via the Facebook page or well, the website's getting re- getting a bit of a revamp at the moment since we're having some little changes. Uh, but just get in touch via social media and we can we can have a conversation very much like this. We can have a FaceTime or a, or a Zoom chat and then we can do sessions via Zoom if you're in my area and come into the gym and, and that's what we do. Yeah, so do you, are you on the whole time that they're training, basically? So they're working out in the house. I tend to work out with them as well, because I sometimes think if I'm just stood on a Zoom conversation like this, telling them what to do, yeah. it's not as motivating. At least when you're in a gym, you can you can be in the moment with them, you can help them, you can encourage them. If they're just stood in their sitting room, or yeah. wherever it is they're doing a session, and I'm stood in my, in my room that I'm doing, or I'm stood at the gym, I might as well join in with them, so at least they've got almost a training partner to go with it. You must be fit though if you're doing a lot of them per day. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> definitely. Or you just you, you, you get them to do a, a 20 rep and you're just doing two. <laughs> uh, well, I, no, I'll try to join in with them. But, I, you know, I've from kickboxing, I've, I've got bad hips now. So, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm a terrible advert for kickboxing <laughs> when it comes to hips and whatnot. Hips don't lie. But, um, but I try to join in as best as I can and I try to, you know, try to stay in some some level of fitness so that when I am working out with clients or if I'm joining or teaching, you know, at least I can... Yeah, I, I had a physical, physical trainer before and it definitely works because a person watching you can always push you further than you yourself. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I think it's an education thing as well. People go to the gym and don't necessarily know what they're going to do. And not everyone, you know, you get some people in there who are just super on it and they know what they're doing and 
I mean, I've had people train with me when they've said something to me, and I've just had to hold my hands up and go, no idea, I'll find out for you. Yeah. Um, but then, but the majority of people, you know, they tend to go to the gym, they don't really know what they're going to do. Oh, shall I go on a treadmill for 45 minutes? And I think it just takes away the whole thought process that can go into a gym and they can lose themselves for an hour and just have someone tell them what to do instead of trying to think for themselves. Yeah, 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 definitely. And uh, and if you end up doing things in the right way, then it can take a lot less time and a lot, a lot less, less effort to get to the results you want to do. Certainly, certainly. It's, that's the same as sales and marketing, that is. There's a lot of business owners out there who try their best to do sales and marketing and they're spending three, four, five hours of time and they could probably learn techniques and tricks to get as much impact in just an hour of the time if they just learn the better way of doing it, like, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I'm probably one of those people who's, who's fell, falls guilty with that, you know, when it comes to social marketing and social media and all that jazz. I'm not great at it. I, I use it. Um, but from networking, I know people who can help me do that. And, you know, we've invested money and whatnot. And I've still got friends now who will go, look at Andy, I'll give you a hand and we'll do this. And so, that, yeah, it's, it's invaluable. And it's great if you can learn techniques, which is going to help you so you don't have to rely on someone all the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, other than obviously uh, the, the gym and the online sessions and that, what, what else keeps you busy? Well, I've got three little girls, so that keeps me super busy which is fantastic. So with all their hobbies, you know, they dance too, my, my six-year-old, three-year-old, they're already competing at dance competitions, you know, and they're, they're dancing, like my, my, my eldest might be there three, four times a week. My little one's there twice a week. Uh, we've got a baby who's just nine months old. So that's another thing that's keeping me busy. So it is really very much family and work that keeps me going. It's nothing, you know, I, I don't really kickbox too much now because my hips don't work. So I'm, I might be train every now and then. Um, obviously when I've got my own place, I can do little bits when I'm in there, but it's genuinely just family now, which is the, which is what family and holidays. Yeah. 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 So, um, so dad taxi had a bit of a break for a while, but now, now dad taxi's back on, on, on the road again. Just, just started it again this week. Yes. Yeah, so I've already been to dancing this afternoon. It, but yeah. again, fortunate that I've got my own business so I can factor that in in my working hours and say, well, I can't do this because I've got this to be yeah. doing, this commitment with the children. Um, so that's, yeah, that started yesterday and today. Yeah, fair enough. And the, the girls been painting your nails and stuff during the lockdown and brushing Oh, your- absolutely. I've had rainbow nails. I've had my makeup done. I've had lipstick on. I've had my hair done. I've got, so I got three just, daughters myself, Lucy, so... Uh, right. So you know all about it. <laughs> a little bit older than yours, like, you know, by the, uh, yeah. the uh, uh, 12, 10 and 9. Right, okay. So they've nearly grown out of putting makeup on the dad. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the glitter, it gets everywhere, doesn't it? Oh, tell me about it. Everywhere, every art and craft you do involves glitter. Yeah. Glitter and makeup. Glitter, like it gets everywhere as well. Oh, my middle daughter, she just likes to eat it. Oh, yeah, dad, can we just um, make some with the play doh and I'll probably eat some as well? Okay, that's no bother. That's no bother. You, you, yeah, go, it's not going to kill them, is it? It's you know, no, crack, crack on. Uh, got all the chemicals and everything taken out of it, like you know. I think so, yeah, I think so. But I t- my toes have been looking lovely though for the last 14 weeks. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I've like, got no space left on my fridge to be honest. I've got that many pictures on the fridge now. 
Yeah, I'm one of those. I did used to play rugby as well. So like, you know, when you, it always seems to be to me, people I know who got girls, they always seem to be quite manly. I don't know why that is. I don't know if there's like a testosterone thing or something that produces But like, uh, you know, all the people I know who are three girls, most of them are into sports in some way. So I was a mad sports kid. But, you know, yeah. now I'm, I'm, I'm back into that again. Um, I exercise twice a day, every day, 45 minutes. Uh, I'm doing a, a challenge called 75 hard. Okay. Hashtag 75 hard. Just like a mental toughness challenge, which is based around diet, fitness, not drinking, reading yeah, yeah. pages, educational book every day, all that. Just doing lots of stuff, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like a time Going challenge, well. a mental challenge. Like, it's just trying to get it all in. But, and... I think sometimes when it comes to being fit, mentality is one of the biggest things for that. You know, your your body, people tend to not do fitness or not do something physical just because their head's telling them not to. Whereas, you know, just get get over that mental barrier. And we're all on worst barriers. We've all got excuses. Life's too busy. And, and I get that. 100% get it. You know, exercise is the first thing we, we kind of say, well, I'll, I'll miss that today. Yeah. Because people don't prioritize it. And, it's just trying to change the mentality and say, you know, even if you just go out there and just do 15, 20 minutes, it's better than doing nothing. Yeah, my, my change in mentality was the start of lockdown because I was one of those, I love exercise, you know, I love sport, but I was busy building my business. So yeah. you know, exercise was one of those things, if you couldn't get enough time done to get it done, it would go or the weather wasn't yeah. good or whatever. But at the start Definitely. of lockdown, I just thought, you know what, if there's ever a time to get fit, it's now because you've got the extra yeah. time and also, there's a killer virus out there that, you know, is going well, to be fit, yeah. but, you know. Definitely, so I think, that, you know, since a lot yeah. I think it's a nice way to look at it as well, because I think a lot of people, certainly younger people, get fit through vanity. They want to look good. But actually, I, I know I personally found, I, I obviously, I loved kickboxing, so I kickboxed for the love, for the passion of it. Um but now I think now that I've got children, my focus has changed. I don't necessarily go and fit, keep fit now because I massively enjoy it. But don't get us wrong, I do enjoy keeping fit. And, and that's why I work in the, in the business that I work in. But it's more about, actually, I'd, I want to be able to, to enjoy doing things with my kids. I want to be able to like, go dancing, take them dancing. And you know, if I have to try and do a cartwheel, I'll do a cartwheel. I want to be able to do those things as a dad and run around with my children and play tag with them and not get out of breath because I had to chase them across the field or whatever it is I'm doing. So definitely my, my mentality towards being active and physically fit is definitely changing to our children. Yeah, my, my mentality has always been, I don't really care what, what I look like. That's up to other people to, to worry about. I can't, you know, you don't look at yourself that often anyway. Although saying that, I'm on bloody Zoom calls constantly. So I'm always looking at <laughs> I never used to that much. Like, you know, that's get, get the right angle. But as long as, you, as long as you feel fit, that's the main thing. As long as you're healthy, yeah. you're fit, that's yeah, yeah. more important. Well, 100%. And actually, when you're talking about what keeps you busy as well during lockdown, has been, I've started a podcast during lockdown. Have you? What's it about? Yeah, yeah. It's about hobbies and how hobbies have impacted lifestyle. So it's called Hobby of a Lifestyle. And it's because my background is a kickboxing. I never felt compelled to pursue that as a career. So I never wanted to go down the full contact. I never wanted to go down the MMA route, which so many people have done and they've been very successful. And I wanted to understand how other people's hobbies had impacted their lifestyle. So I've spoken with some absolutely fantastic people during lockdown, you know, from UFC stars to Olympians to boxing world champions. I spoke with a pro bowler yesterday, 10 pin bowler. And it's just been 
for personally, I'm mind blown. And even if I had no listeners, just what I'm getting from it has just been amazing. Yeah. Just we genuinely inspired by other people's journey. Yeah, we need to exchange links then because I, I I've had some amazing people on as well, like um, triathlete yeah, yeah. world champions and wow. um, the uh, former coach of um, Scarlets and, and Cardiff Blues, former wow. in the Cardiff Blues rugby. Amazing. Not rugby people. I've had a Paralympic gold medal cyclist winner in London 2012. Wow. All sorts of amazing. people. Because like, yeah. my, my podcast is an inspirational positivity podcast about motivation, education, yeah. personal Definitely. development. So anyone in that space, I do a lot of business networking as well. So I could probably give you a list of 10 people to contact. You'd probably come on your podcast. You give me 10 back. We just yeah, yeah. 10 people like, you know. 100%. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm not sure I can give you 10 because I've only just started. <laughs> so you had about three or four at least, like, you know? So that's yeah, yeah, no, I have, yeah. I've got some, some fantastic ones. I've been very fortunate. And again, I think it comes back to what you're talking about, the network. And some people are scared to put themselves out there. Just put yourself out there. What's the worst that can happen? They don't reply or they say no. That's okay. Yeah. I don't mind like, that. Uh, that's like those people who, see, the people who care about what they look like, you know, they're insecure. They care about other people's opinions. That's why I don't. Yeah, I don't give a shit what someone else thinks of me. You know, yeah. the only people I care who, about their opinion is if I know I'm like um, I'm cared about their opinion. Yeah, the rest of, of us, everyone's got an opinion. Some people gonna like you. Some people ain't gonna like you. The people that, gotta yeah. go, uh, grow a set of balls and actually just realize that they can be whoever they want to be, and whether people like them or not, who cares? You know what yeah, I mean? Well, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I say. Just grow a set, like you know what I mean. Just just with <laughs> it, like, you know what I mean. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Why let other people's opinions who you don't even care about stop you doing what you want to do next in life? Well, the polite, the polite version is opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody's got one. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> Which belly button you're on about? <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, that, that, that would be my, my advice is if you want to do something in life, then just do it. Like, you know, just go for it. Don't worry about the people. It's like trolls. I, I can't wait to, to a day when I get trolls. <laughs> you know, I don't know why people like get to a stage where they feel suicidal or something because some, someone's trolled them who they don't even know they can't even see their face and it's like a fake yeah. account it's like why the hell would you care what he's got to say about your life like, you know? yeah I suppose it's it's such a it's well it's not a taboo subject now is it mental health it's 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 so out there in the open and, and, and yeah, good think, think good as good as it is out there I don't know how it impacts people it's, it's not my not my mindset. I don't think I would personally be bothered by it, but it's you know I I, I can't comment because it's never happened to me, and it's not my mindset neither. So I, I, I don't know how people feel. Mental when, health is they get stuck in their own head, and then they start you know they're not thinking clearly, they're not thinking forward, they're thinking either backwards or in their own head, and they get stuck. So I suppose in that situation, then anything can upset you. Then you know, so I think it's a they can yeah. get. Deep, deep rooted down but you know my, my I want to um, go into schools and teach people because I do social media marketing and stuff so it's yep. a good link in and I want to teach them about growing a backbone and you know I can't believe people commit suicide because they get trolled on social media and I'm just like well, if you don't like what people are saying on your social media just don't go on social media you know what I mean turn the account off or, or set up a new account and invite the nice people who, who say nice things to you and turn the other ones off Probably, yeah, it's a, it's a hard one, isn't it? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have much to comment on it. To be honest, I just think it's such a... 
I, I think individual, everyone's individual and some people are affected by things. Some people aren't affected by things. And I think it's tragic that people are affected by it and that they do feel that the only route is to take their own lives. I just think that's that is terrible. This is just a waste. Absolutely like, tragic. A waste, like a waste of such a valuable being, a valuable person, like, you know? I know. I think it's more an education around just trying to be nice to people, isn't it? You know, just because someone maybe has a hundred thousand followers or whatever it is on social media doesn't mean they're not a person. So don't, don't feel the need to criticize them. If you haven't got it, I suppose as a child, I was always told if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say it. Yeah. But also, you know, back in the day, we were always told sticks and stones will break your bones, but names will never hurt you. And I know that's easier to sort of say than it is to feel if you like, or to be because names can hurt. But I think sometimes as well, you have just got to toughen up a little bit and just think like, it's like if you're a star, you know, you can't just worry about what the critics are going to say about your film. Just film your film, move on. You know, it's yeah. the same if you're in the theatre or whatever. You can't, you can't live your life by what other people's opinions are. You know no, just... definitely. And I, I agree with that. I think, it's, uh, I think it comes back to what you're talking about, going to schools and, and educating people and, and saying there is some really easy options out there. You know, if you don't like something, think about maybe it's closing down a profile and, and starting up a new one and, or making it more private so that people can't just troll you or troll you yeah it's, it's it's certainly an education thing and i think that lockdowns probably highlight that to a lot of people as well and parents are maybe a little bit more aware of what's going on in that in with their children so fingers crossed that you know i think there's a lot of good things to hopefully come from the lockdown and the covid situation but it's the same as uh, kids when they um they have bad grades at their gcse and they want to commit suicide because they've been the thing is is people put so much importance on these things which are unimportant yeah, they do. Yeah, you know? definitely. I agree with that one. If someone trolls you, it's unimportant if, you know, you, you can't get into your one college, you have to take the next college, or even if you can't get it, just get a job. At the end of the day, you know, most of the top entrepreneurs on the planet failed in their exams or left uni or whatever, like, you know, you know it doesn't so, matter. Certainly there's so much emphasis on education, and I don't disagree with there being an emphasis on education because education is important, regardless of if you're a successful entrepreneur. I'm sure those guys who are top of the you know, the, the ladies and gentlemen who are top entrepreneurs, I'm sure they've went back and re, redone education of some, or they've took it on during the jobs that they've, they've got. So, but I do think, especially at 16 year old, and it must, it, I, you know, I, I can't really remember doing my, so I didn't do great myself. And it's never affected me. I've done more education since I left school because I found, qual- I found qualifications I was interested in. So what we talked about, find something that you're interested in and pursue it that way, rather than saying, well, I want a kid to learn 11 different subjects and and let's be honest qualifications when you do the the exams it's really just a a memory test isn't it what can can you memorize yeah it doesn't really put you know cut the wheat from the chaff with regards to the people who can apply what they've learned into actually practical yeah definitely definitely (laughs) it's yeah so so that's all, all i would try and say on that is that um people people shouldn't be so one dimensionally focused on something that all their eggs are in that one basket and if yeah. it doesn't work out then they've got no plan b people should always have yeah. plans to be adaptable and flexible and, and get a bit of thick skin just to realize that or everything in life goes your way and you just got to find another way yeah 100 life's a competition there's always going to be winners and losers yeah yeah exactly and the more regardless of what you, you get, do the more you get used to losing the more you can start working out how to win I, I, I definitely agree. And that doesn't matter if it's when you're 16 or when you're 36. Yeah. No, it makes it as, long as, you, as long as you discover it. 
you know, and that's the other problem as well is not, not, not everyone likes to learn after they leave school because they had a bad experience. But actually the ones who are successful, the ones who continue to learn after leaving school because they're passionate about a particular subject and they want to know as much as they can about that particular subject. Yeah, I agree. And I, I do think that, you know, a lot of people who have poor educational experiences maybe never get the opportunity to, to flourish and, and find it because everyone's good at something. We've all got two arms. We've all got two legs. We've all got a brain. You just use them in different ways. And I'm sure there's so many people out there. There's probably a lot of lost talent in everything. In every every job, every every sport, just anything. There's probably so much lost talent, and I do think it's. I, I do think the world's changing, and I think education's maybe changing for the better when it comes to nurturing children and, and giving them better opportunities out there, or exposing them to more to different businesses, to different sports, whatever it is. But but fingers crossed, you know, it probably does need to change a bit more, and you know, not every child wants to sit down and listen to a tutor or a teacher go on about maths or whatever music needs to be done in a different setting and so i i agree i think it does does need a change and kids need to need to have their eyes opened yeah yeah definitely i i i i'm massively into personal development and to be honest with you, i got into it quite late in life i got into it about um aged what well, about four years ago 20 2017 i got into yeah. it and uh you know i've been a lifelong learner but teaching myself if you like yeah now i've like started listening to some of the best people on the planet and to be honest with you you learn way more off like successful people you know the best people on the planet and what they do than you can ever learn in school so i don't understand why they just I, I get a lot of my content on audio on youtube and obviously books as well downloading yeah. books on the readers and that but audio on youtube and i reckon there's probably loads of kids in school if you just played them audio or YouTube videos, they'd, they'd sit there listening the whole hour rather than yeah. you know, disrupting and disrupting the teachers and you know, trying to read a book and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, they definitely. learn way more. They, they learn, I learn way more off successful people than you'll ever learn off, you know, books and schools and all that. I was quite good academic, yeah. but still, you know, you can't apply. Oh, I, I wasn't. to most jobs <laughs> or most yeah. situations in life, right, you know? Yeah, no, I do definitely think it's about giving people experiences where they can, it's, they've actually got tangible evidence to go, actually, you know, you see CVs that are wrote, and especially the young people, it's always the same. I'm a good communicator, I'm a hard team worker, but you're not telling me why. I don't know how you're a good team worker, you just expect me to believe it, actually give me some evidence of what you've done. So I do think that if we can give people experience that they can then take away, and especially when it comes to interview processes they can say well actually i've done x y and z and this is how i did it and this is the result great it, again just comes back to that education doesn't it and, yeah, and, right. and making things more accessible kids. i always tell kids if they want to get a job volunteer to do one for free and be, believe it or not they get a job very quickly I, i'd certainly put a lot of emphasis on voluntary work i think that the experiences you can get from that and if you treat every experience like an interview because you never know who you're going to meet if someone knows who you are if you know and they've worked with you for six weeks because you've been volunteering. I know who I'd want to employ, and it would be the person who I've been working with for six weeks who's been volunteering for free, rather than someone who's just come through the front door and said, can I have a job? Exactly, exactly. If somebody turns around to you and says, listen, I'm willing to work for you so much, I care so passionately about what you do, that I'll turn up every day for as long as I need to until you realise my value and pay me, who's going to say no to that? Yeah, well, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. If they're willing to do that... Oh, yeah. And then all they've got to do is just turn up, show up, and, and, and add value to the business. And be, before long, they're paying you because they don't want to lose you. 
hundred percent because you've done exactly what you've said. You've added value. Yeah. So that's it. I, I spoke to loads of kids who, who said, oh, "I can't get a job." It's never more relevant than now. Like you know, now all the people who lost yeah. their jobs, like you know, they all got to get jobs now. I know. Uh, yeah, and fingers crossed. You know, the economy does spring back and people are able to get jobs back because it's just an unprecedented time and those of us who've still got jobs are, are very very fortunate i consider myself extremely fortunate to be in the position i'm in and i i do i you know i i hope that those people who've lost jobs can certainly get them back and those ones who are inspired to go and get a new job or, or people who are looking for jobs fingers crossed that that changes soon yeah and the ones who haven't what i would say to them is whilst they're balancing their um whilst they're balancing their uh, job looking and job hunting, et cetera, work on some side hustles. <laughs> you're going to learn some skills, which are going to help you get some jobs at the same time as earning a bit of cash here and there as well, you know? Oh, definitely. And I bet you, I bet you the whole lockdown and the COVID situation has made people reflect. And, and I bet you there's lots of people who've decided to change career paths totally just because of the situation. And it's because it has given so many people an opportunity to, with all the free training that's been available online as well, it's give. I think it's give people an opportunity to dip their toes in some some of the hobbies they may have really wanted to pursue. You know, I looked at a couple of art courses during lockdown. I really enjoyed drawing and painting and whatnot. And I thought maybe maybe I would, but I, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I did a couple of courses and enjoyed them and looked at dipping my toes in that. And I saw fingers crossed it has kind of inspired people to to do what you're saying, chase their dreams. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Uh... Yeah, brilliant. Well, uh, unconscious is getting late in the evening now, and I know uh, you know you got kids and a life to lead. So uh, I'm going to uh, you know leave you there, I think, and uh, just say thanks for coming on the podcast and having a no, chat. Great. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time and thank you for asking me to come on the show. No problem. And if you want me to come on and uh, return the favour as well, I'm more than happy to have a chat about my hobbies and, and all that as well. So more sounds than excellent. Favour. And uh, yeah, just uh, keep up the good work, keep uh, you know doing what you're doing, and uh, you know, enjoy the rest of your days and the rest of your life. And if anything I can do to help you, in fact, tag me in on anything you want to promote in your business and that because I've got a lot Perfect. of followers from all over the place. I'll always reshare and repost and retweet content if I see it. If I'm tagged That's in, fantastic. That's excellent, Mike. Well, thank you very much. And likewise, you know, obviously, I'll, I'm looking forward to listening to the show and 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 you know subscribing to listen to the future ones and past ones as well yeah brilliant well i'll send you the link to uh to, to the episode once it's on on the podcast Perfect. and also to the youtube channel excellent sounds good. oh you're joking as i'm on youtube i would have oh, i could have changed my background and everything <laughs> i would have joked with michael thank you very much anyway no worries all right then. enjoy the rest of your evening yeah great and uh, there's nothing Take else care. to say now other than have a great day i know i will and thanks very much for listening This episode was brought to you in conjunction with startup and SME web design business, 333 Websites, which are available at www.333websites.co.uk and Mike Armstrong's Coaching, which is available at uh, mikearmstrong.me forward slash coaching. Um, there's nothing else left for me to say now other than have a great day. I know I, I will. And don't forget... You can do it. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye.